Last time on Raygun Readers. Paprika, help! Oh no, you have an evil clone? He has a bomb! Shoot him! No, he's the clone! Save me! Oh, that was close. How did you know he was the clone? Well, you put on a few pounds since the last cycle, so I shot the thinner, more attractive one. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you've been eating all those greasy grub burgers from Tallow's. But they're so delicious and affordable, how could I not? For a limited time, get two greasy grub burgers for the price of one. You say ew, but our customers say blah 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 blah. That means yum. Are we done? Can we get the check? It's in the mail. Just start the episode. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. Welcome back to Raygun Readers, episode something I don't remember. You never remember. I never remember. I have to correct it in post. I don't even look, so... (laughs) You don't even watch these things. (laughs) Why bother? (laughs) All right, today we have a continuation of the... Rebirth Saga by Binary Algorithm. So we're going to hop right into that and not waste any of your time. right into that. As she opens it on her viewing screen. On my viewing screen. While we're in the middle of an asteroid field. It's very difficult. Probably should be a good idea not to have your screen up while, while driving, while flying. Don't have your targeting computer up. While spaceshipping? Would that be considered driving or flying? Uh, flying. Because you're not on a fixed um, physical thing. Yeah, but I'm at the wheel. So? Airliners have kind of wheel things. Yeah, but it's not an airliner. <laughs> it's a space liner. No, those... <laughs> oh, a, a Musk uh, 707. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Musk... Uh, just announced that he is like building he's digging tunnels in and around his properties to alleviate traffic as a possibility to apply that to like infrastructure because here in California yeah wait what so he's he wants to dig tunnels to help with traffic yeah so in California why doesn't he just give us flying ships well some a someone's already working on that b it's a lot easier just to dig tunnels for existing cars. Um, it is 2017, and we are not living, and we are not recording on a conveyor belt. The Jetsons lied to us. The, the Jetsons also, you know, I'm not going to get into that because it's going to get super racist. <laughs> I'm kidding. In California, we keep building more roads, but it can't keep up with the amount of cars that we have. Yeah, we and, live in like the crux of that right now. Pretty much. <laughs> and the, the super bullet train thing is such a big boondoggle that, you know, who knows when construction's even going to start and how much it's going to cost in the end. So he's, he's saying, look, we have better um, geophysical imaging technology now so we can better build a system of, ro- of tunnels to work for traffic. I thought that was kind of cool, except for the fact that he hasn't mentioned the mole people who live underneath the Earth's surface. How he's going to deal with those, I'd like to know. Because they are armed with rabies teeth. Is there going to be a tunnel war? Oh my of a god, turf war? tunnel wars. 
Can someone write a story about Tunnel Wars with like mole people? That sounds like a great people? video game. Fuck yeah, it does. That'd okay. be cool. Anyway, story. Anyways, tangent. A, we're in the middle of a story where a dude was um, brain sucked into the Matrix. and well, he cryogenically has to, frozen. And of course, he's the one because he's capable of... We don't know if he's the building one yet. better than everybody else because he was an engineer. Not better, just better than more usual better, starters. Just more better. We don't know if he's the one. He's almost. He's he's just Neo. He's just no. Sorry, he's old Neo. Eno. Eno. He's Eno. <laughs> if you haven't heard our episodes on the other chapters, uh, go back and listen to those, please. I should probably make a playlist at some point. I think I'll do that. It's just every other episode back, so that yeah. Okay, so chapter 7, History. Arthur continued to build and design more and more elaborate structures. His favorite was probably a recreation of a skyscraper from Blade Runner, for which he also had to study some archived images to get it right. How meta is that? How meta is that? We're in a sci-fi story. Why doesn't story. he just 3D model the, the archived images and have it create itself? Because that's boring. That's basically copy-paste. Well, he's making it so perfect. He did. Didn't say he made it perfectly. Said he that okay, was his favorite. Okay, okay. Stop assuming he's the one, and like, ugh. No, no, no. He has to be involved in the building, ugh. even though you could three D model it in this perfect world where you could model things. Probably, I'm guessing. He engaged likely. in other media as well, compo- composing music and even adjusting sky lightning and coloration to set the appropriate mood. Oh, I think it should be sky lighting, but whatever. He received billions of pieces of feedback, which Rachel summarized for him, except these were the digital denizens of cyberspace looking at and using his creations. How many flesh and blood humans had seen his work? Despite having a slower response time, surely some of the 8 billion or so humans had noticed it? Wait, that wasn't right. Didn't he say? Didn't she say? Didn't she say? Also, I want to have sky lightning all the time. You mean lightning? A little bit of lightning here and a little bit there. Rachel! How did we go from eight and a half billion people on the planet to less than a billion? Even if all natural reproduction ceased, we might have lost half of it over the past 50 or so years. Probably less if you factor in the extended lifespans through the nanocellular repair mechanism. The math doesn't make any sense. Rachel looked away, her expression grim. I was wondering when this would come up. You are correct that after humanity entered VR, the slow po- Robot wars. <laughs> Robot tunnel wars of the mole people. You are correct that after humanity entered VR, the slow population decline from lack of reproduction doesn't fully explain it. The highest population of 8.7 billion was a few years after you were frozen in 2033. After the 2048 intelligence explosion and the move to VR, things were stabilized very quickly with about a billion humans. This leaves the period between the two where the population fell dramatically. She stared off into space and did not continue. I have a feeling I don't want to know, but I need to know. Please, Rachel, what happened to everyone? You're going to freak out if I tell you. I'm going to freak out if you don't tell me. She turned back toward Arthur and hesitated for a long moment. Arthur started to think he wouldn't get an answer. But finally, she began to explain. Disaster struck in 2045. A retroviral delivery method was developed to target a certain rare genetic disease in the brain. While it was wildly successful in clinical trials, one of the participants developed a severe respiratory infection and was hospitalized. We don't know exactly what happened, but the retrovirus co-opted the original infection, making it a carrier of the viral DNA. 
It was also an extremely virulent strain. When infecting, it would be well. When infecting, it would also emit the retrovirus, causing everyone infected to receive the experimental treatment. Unfortunately, while disabling the gene involved in the neurons of people with the rare disease was a perfect solution for the issue. For those without that disease, the effect was to slowly spread in the brain, shutting down the function of neurons leading to coma and later death. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, um, oh, a rare genetic disease. So somebody <clears throat> um, found a, a treatment for a d- genetic disease, but mm-hmm. one of the participants got uh, had an evolved v- a virus created in in his in his response to the disease the one of the one of the test subjects probably not a great term for it yeah but someone basically became typhoid mary did it spread to the vaccine that created it or did it just spread from that from patient zero um because why would you infect a population with patient zero why not just use your serum the retrovirus co-opted the original infection Making it the carrier, making it a carrier of viral DNA. Uh, so yeah, oh, okay. Kinda. So so it kind of it, it sort of backfired. So the virus that the person had was made worse. Yeah. By this. Okay. By accident. All right, and so that spread from him. Yeah. To everybody. Because it presented as a common infection and took so long to kill the host, it had spread to most of the world's population centers by the time it was discovered. I'm just reminded of plague right now. Yeah, that's a fun game. I love that game. So somebody played a really good game of Plague (laughs) in this world. Someone kicked Plague's ass. (laughs) By then, it was too late to stop the damage. A cure could not be found with conventional research. Advanced artificial intelligence was tasked with solving the medical problem, containment of the disease, and developing and implementing policies to prevent total collapse of human civilization. It was given unlimited access to all available computing power with which it reached a tipping point, becoming super-intelligent. It determined that the most people could be saved by voluntarily sequestering themselves in VR and almost all of the remaining population agreed. The AI later realized that peak happiness was achieved by staying in VR and too few people wanted to come back to base reality anyway after what had happened. So it is to this day. That's one way to reach singularity. Humanity goes under some super virus. So it is to this day. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I see. So it saved what was left of the human race only to imprison them in VR forever, Arthur said incredulously. Someone would have to come out. He could not even imagine billions perishing from disease, and he didn't put any further effort into trying to. It was too horrifying even to to imagine, (laughs) even to imagine a disease that degraded the brain and thus the mind. Something a hundred times worse than this Alzheimer's than his Alzheimer's was. And why would no one come out of VR voluntarily? How could you live your entire life there? I'll try to explain it, Rachel said gently. The current situation with humanity is one of the is one of stagnation. However, with the exponential increase of intelligent digital life and human simulated worlds, the comp- computational complexity is also increasing. It is thus necessary to take the earth which is no longer needed for human habitation and convert it into mainly into computational substrate. To power this massive supercomputer requires massive solar farms. The remainder of humanity has agreed with this course of action provided that the planet's original form and organisms are recorded historically for VR. 
I am not sure that I, that I agree with that course of action, Arthur protested. How can we just demolish an entire planet? We are not destroying it. It is merely being repurposed. There is only so much matter here. Save and only the whales! <laughs> Save the digitally recreated whales. There's only so much matter here and only so much energy we can collect from its surface, a sphere rather than half of that's lit up at any given time. There is a better method of energy collection using the Earth's mass, a Dyson swarm. I've heard of a Dyson sphere, not a Dyson swarm. Yeah. He knew what that meant. Breaking Earth into a million pieces and putting them in orbits around the sun. Goodbye, Earth. Oh, boy. Just, just take me home. I can't take any more right now. How, if Earth is in a million little pieces, how are people living on Earth? Are they living on... No, they can't live on the moon, then. Are they living on Mars? Why haven't they colonized the moon yet? What, what are they living? Are they living in a bubble where Earth was? That's weird. Are we sure that's what's happened or that's well, what's going to happen? That just sounds awful. Like, they destroyed the entire world. So that they could live out their fantasies, pretty much. And the AI, that was the AI's proposition, and the man, he was like, eh, fuck it, why not? Damn. But, I mean, at the same time, the Earth would have been fried eventually anyway, when the sun goes red giant. So, you know what this does bring up? This brings up a knee-jerk reaction from not just Arthur, but from you and I of like, no, you can't just wipe out the Earth and just say, oh, we recorded everything, whatever. Yeah. But, in a way... I mean, well, I isn't think, that eventually what's going to happen regardless of what we feel? Well, uh, it's, I mean, the future is completely unset at all times, right? I mean, Yellowstone could go in any minute, too. True. But um, there could be a supernova at any second. Like, anything is possible. That's the thing. We're ta- But regardless of, you know, those, those astronomical odds, um, we still are, like, I'd say especially where we are in the U.S., instilled with this culture of the world is not ours, it's everybody's, including every animal's, every, every, uh, you know, all the things that are on the earth are in some way precious. So that sounds like very selfish of humanity to do that, but that's just from, you know, a, Yet cold. A yuppie perspective. Well, but cold and illogical from an AI's perspective, who has no predisposition with save the whales right and he's only programmed with save the humans and that that sounds that i i don't know if that's necessarily um something that we would do maybe it is depends on who did it maybe if like a corporation did it maybe if like a government did it well, depends it was, on the government well it was all the world basically coming together going ai please save us here's all of our energy for your computational limitless yeah and power. at that point we probably said like fuck you whales we want to live <laughs> what priority human top priority what priority whales fuck them <laughs> priority fuck them <laughs> oh poor whales all right well that was that was a lot of block text and a lot of exposition but we're moving on to part eight but that explains the dyson swarm so if you break up all the pieces of the earth and mm-hmm. use, you know, whatever you're going to use to gather power, solar panels, um, conversion of matter or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the Dyson swarm would uh, surround the sun, taking up as much energy as possible. 
I think oh, that's what they're getting at. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I can see why you cringe now. Yeah. Damn. Damn. So it's not just a couple tiny little pieces. It's it's. So I'm like, how would people live on that? There's no. Uh, I mean, there's got to sure. be some large chunk where just rows and rows of storages, and that's where most of VR lives. Well, if you break up the entire Earth, right, and use the entire surface, the remaining uh, or the created surface to collect power, then I'm sure you have methods to collect power to keep people alive. But hmm. damn, like <laughs> I think I think maybe the AI's main objective is get all the humans into VR eventually before this gets completed. Because then you don't have to worry what about. What do you mean? It's people. already completed. No, there's still, um, uh, there's still humans like flesh and blood humans walking around. We know that. So. So where are you going to put them on an exploded Earth? Well, it sounds like this is already passed. This is already done. So it's. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. No, that's exactly what they said. This is all kind of done. No, just said that, that, that there's one more way to keep all this going, and that's eventually the Dyson swarm. No, it's that's what it is now. In earlier installments, we know that there's flesh and blood humans still around, just in very limited numbers. Unless I got to go back and reread that, because there's a lot in this story. I could be wrong. Anyway, we'll we'll do that later. We got to move on. Chapter eight. Chapter. So, this one eight. is short. That's good. Being home wasn't particularly relaxing for Arthur either. While it looked familiar, it was still VR. It lacked authenticity. How long would it take to get used to VR being his new reality? Did he want to get used to it? He recalled before he had been frozen that he had thought poorly of the VR available at the time. It was a toy. It was for games. Then it expanded its usefulness into certain medical therapies and treatments. It continued improving in realism, but you still had to come out to eat and take care of yourself. VR addiction came up in the news from time to time, but it was rather uncommon. Maybe it made sense if your life was miserable as a form of escape, but he could never relate to that. Even when he was on his way to his deathbed in the hospital, he still preferred a good read over VR and only used it when his level of boredom reached critical levels. And then only just long enough to sate his appetite for sensory stimulation. He liked to think about things, but there were limits and then after a while you found you were just making a giant loop without additional information to think about. Somewhere along the line, technology had improved to where VR had become a plausible full-time platform. After the cataclysm, cataclysm, catechism, <laughs> after the cataclysm that had taken place, humanity itself wanted an escape. Once a certain threshold was reached, one would have needed to join up in VR to be part of society proper. A, new, a few stragglers and loners might live in base reality, but they would be cut out of the loop. The digital population now formed the supermajority that determined the fate of both humans and posthumans. It is not that biological humans in VR were being suppressed somehow, but rather that they had become apathetic to a reality which must have seemed irrelevant to them now. Arthur felt similarly. I cannot say that word. Arthur felt simil similarly, similarly, similarly. Arthur felt similarly irrelevant as a proponent for the world outside of VR. There seemed to be no chance that his opinion would change the fate of the planet. Forces and ideas that had been in place for some time now were slowly, inexorab inexorably, leading to their rational conclusions. Still, 
he wasn't sure he could just accept that. And then he lost his train of thought and fell deeply asleep, exhausted. So he went and he dreamed about making buildings? In yeah, his... yeah, do you dream in VR? Do they address yeah, that Yeah, like, what happens? Because <laughs> he still has somewhat... He has a physical body still. It's just hooked up to VR. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he's in his brain all the time. So one could argue that nothing changes. Maybe. I don't know. A lot of questions. I wonder if that will be uh, mm, that'll be addressed. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so he's unhappy with being in VR. He's Go unhappy figure. with what happened, but he can't be the only one. He can't be the only one woken up from cryo and being like, ah, you know, I'm fine with all this. No, he's been in VR for a while now. Has he not sought out any other human contact? How long? How long has he been in VR? Do we know? I don't think it's stated in a passage of time yet. Yeah, no, but he's getting better at building. Buildings, I'm sure some time has passed. Like, either days. Hard to say days, weeks, or months, but definitely time. And he's gotten a lot of feedback, but it's all gone through Rachel. He hasn't really spoken exactly. to anybody. Exactly, he hasn't spoken to anyone. Maybe he's still adjusting? I don't know. Maybe, but, like, people are apparently going, ooh, look at what he's building. But then again, I suppose he might be struggling because if he talks to somebody, are they human or non-human? Are they... How does he know? Yeah. Only what Rachel tells him. The Matrix. Okay, next chapter. Part nine, protocol error. I want out of VR. Let me see the world as it is. Arthur said resolutely. He didn't want to be coddled in these artificial environments anymore. Maybe everyone else was satisfied living in there and letting the... Letting the un-AI... Typo. Letting an AI or whoever deal with things, but he wanted to see firsthand what management was up to. After all, that's why he went into cryo in the first place, to, to see the world, to see what the world would become, the real world. Um, well, Rachel was hesitant. I'm not so sure that's a good idea right now. It's a bit rough on the nervous system, and I am fairly sh certain you are not going to have a positive reaction to the physical environment you are presently in. Ooh, there's like some Hellraiser shit going on. What's wrong with my physical environment? Want to fight about it? What have you done with my body, cried Arthur. Relax, Arthur. Your body is fine. It will work just the way you are used to it. Well, before you got sick anyway. What I meant is that you most likely won't find what you are looking for. There isn't much to see or find. The cities are full of people, yes. Those people are in VR capsules. What? Oh, I could send messages to them, but very few have ever received an external communication. Probably wouldn't know what to make of it, and most certainly would not leave the VR because of it. Where the hell are these buildings? I told you, are... we haven't blown up the Earth yet. Okay, I told fine. you. Okay, fine. You were right. You want to hear that? Yes. Well, On a then, daily basis. No, well, then be right more often. <laughs> you would be alone if you are looking for human company. Of course, I will be with you wherever you choose to go and when you need me. That is my job, and I will do it gladly. I don't recommend leaving VR as you may become distressed, and I don't want to see that happen. I know I told you the sky was the limit in physical space. But I meant, you're just, you just aren't ready for it, okay? Honestly, VR is preferable to anything out there anyway, and I was hoping you would forget about it eventually and find what you were looking for in the virtual space, which is, which by the way, is way more flexible. You can do pretty much whatever you want in here. Come on, let's go build some stuff. Mm. 
Suspicious. Suspicious dialogue. Maybe she wants them to build things so that they have more buildable things in there. Maybe. Maybe, maybe like... They're keeping all the humans around to like just farm data and ideas. Or maybe from them. he's the only human and they're just farming data from him. He's the last human alive. Or one of few. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. This is interesting that we're talking about. How come he hasn't spoken to anyone yet? The story's uh, it's predicting what we're thinking again and then addressing it. I like that. Ugh, except for where the hell are the people that he could suppose that supposedly still live on Earth? Well, she said they're in cities in capsules. Oh, even the billion people that um, decide to live in reality? She said there were people that decided to live in reality. Yeah. But most of them are VR capsules. So, But then they're not living in reality. Yeah, but that's not most people. Most people are living in reality. They're just bodies, I think. Either way, they're, they're probably on the fringe or whatever. They're not readily accessible. She was trying to deflect or distract him, he decided. Rachel... Did it ever occur to you that human stagnation is maybe occurring because no one has to face any stress? They get to live out their days in VR fantasy land without a care in the world. Sure, they can enter a simulation that is more stimulating, but if it's too much for them, they can always just log out of that sim. That is not real stress or real fear because they know they can do this. That is why they are apathetic to reality. It no longer feels relevant to them. This is no longer any perception of real risk. One might say their only real fear is of fear itself. The feeling of real fear that would come with leaving their VR security blanket. Taking an actual risk in the flesh. I think that's why no one is willing to come out of VR. So you are purposefully subjecting yourself to these negative emotions? I don't see the point. It only reduces your overall happiness. And I therefore must strongly advise against this course of action. Arthur closed his eyes and considered the best way to explain what he was feeling. The point of this is not to seek happiness, nor avoid it. I have always been a truth seeker, and sometimes the truth is... painful. His wife Sarah came to mind, but he didn't dwell on the thought. I would rather know what reality looks like than not know, and I don't care if that comes with an emotional toll to pay. Do you understand? Rachel, for, for perhaps the first time ever, looked flustered. Clearly she was having an internal conflict. Does not compute. I can't say that I do understand. My mandate is to help you live a happier life and keep you healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally. What you want runs counter to that. Thus, it is difficult for me to rationalize your fulfilling your request. I'm searching archives on psychology and philosophy, hoping... Psychology can, Today has nothing on this. I don't understand. <laughs> that I can find a suitable argument for or against your proposal. So far, what I have found is this. Truth is merely a product of perceptions. Perceptions are colored by experience, which is then filtered through the current state of mind and, even, and altered even further. By the time a neutral event is processed in this manner, it is a little more truth than fiction. Yet personal truth is accepted wholeheartedly. We do not see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. There's a lot of truth to that. We see the we do not see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. So wherever mm. you are in life, whatever you're thinking about, the experiences that you have, you process uh, through your your current your mindset through however you're thinking. If you're angry, then whatever happening to you is going to have an angry tent to it. Your worldview paints your perception of reality. Something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
or if you uh the way i perceive reality uh gravity doesn't exist that's not quite what i'm saying <laughs> but uh, or what they're saying <laughs> She paused to let that sink in. You have many biases that will paint what you see in a negative light and mark that as truth based on the way you think it should be. Based on your psychological profile, you will live you you will with 98 98% certainty feel all of these feel all of these to a large extent. Regret, sorrow, loss, anger and pain. The dark side. <laughs> Pain leads to ulcers. Ulcers lead to skating accidents. Skating accidents lead to the, the dark, dark side. <laughs> That's what happened to Palpatine when he was a child. One bad skating accident and said, I'm on a Sith Lord path. Feeling the loss of your wife was unavoidable. Unavoidable. <laughs> based on your knowledge at this that time. But it would be reconciled and healed with time. However, the knowledge you are now seeking carries unnecessary extreme emotional pain for you and no benefits that I can see. You cannot be reconciled or resolved with your present psychology. I am unable to knowingly put you into such a state deliberately. I'm sorry. I can't. I just can't do what you want. So he's just so saying. So she denied him. She said that she wouldn't do that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there's like a protocol of I won't put you in danger to where it'll hurt you or compromise you because then, you know. That, that runs against my programming. But I don't quite believe her because he's just saying, look, I just want to leave VR to go look at what happened. I want to see with my own eyes. I don't care how much it hurts me. And she says, well, you can do that. You can go maybe talk to someone, but they're in pods. Whatever, you don't want to do that. So, well, I just want to go out and see. What's the harm in that? Well, it'll really hurt you. But you were saying it was possible to go talk to people? Like, I, it's, she's definitely hiding something. You think so? Yeah. No, I it's because it, what is the harm in leaving his capsule, looking around and seeing rows and rows of people in capsules? And but go, if that's oh, true, okay. why didn't she just say, no, everyone's dead? Because that in turn might cause really bad stress mm. and kill him. Like uh, that truth may be that, harder that for him to swallow. That would be like even, but that would be easier. I think that would be a lot easier for him to swallow. Oh, we don't know. Everyone is either dead or in VR. And that's because of monster AIDS virus monkeys. Um, Planet of the Apes. <laughs> yeah, Planet of the Apes happened, and that would be a lot easier to control them. So I am not convinced because it would just be easier to lie. It would be easier to... Well, then why hasn't she lied? We don't know if she's lied. Why? Would I she... think she is But lying. she's building a tower of lies versus just saying, no, you can't have this because it's not true well, or because of this Well, lie. you're saying that it's easier to drop a truth bomb than it is to just lead him into it slowly. What? You're saying it's easier just to say, oh, well, they're all dead, which is like... You think that's the truth? No, I'm, I'm saying you said um, it'd be easier just to lie to him and say all the humans are dead. As opposed to try and like say, no, don't go out there. They can't see yeah. you, blah, 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 blah. Um, how is that easier if that truth could crush him? If that realization could like destroy him mentally? But humans aren't dead. They're in VR like him. I know. Well. But if it's a lie, which is what we're discussing, you're saying it's easier for him for her to say, oh, no, they're all dead. As opposed to just making he said up the excuses. Entire, she said the entire world was broken up into little pieces. It's going to be. Whatever. Like, Again, so not the truth. I don't know. Whatever she told him, humanity has already drastically changed. Whether humanity is alive or dead, I think is 
a, a moot point to the to the amount of changes that. Well, it but has it gone. is if she hasn't said it. This is a computer program. It is meticulously thinking about absolutely everything it is showing to Arthur. Okay. So I, I don't know. These chapters have created a lot of intrigue, and I will say right now, uh, to binary algorithm, the pacing is great. Like I don't feel bored reading this. I don't feel like we're missing out on anything, or that things are dragging because we keep coming up with questions, and the next chapter addresses it. And I, I keep saying that, but I love it. It's really cool. And it's still thought-provoking, because we're sitting here thinking about, like, well, which one is it? So, yeah, some good suspense right now. Anything else we want to say about this? Are humans alive, or are they uh, are they walking the Earth, or are they all in pods? We may have to go back and read yeah. a little bit. I may, I may have forgot that point. But uh, inconsequential to what we read, mostly. Um, hasn't confused me. I really like the use of um, the environment. Like, mm-hmm. we aren't really, um, you know, using the environment that Arthur's living in, but the 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 environment they all live in. The the talking about the um, the history of it and how people are dying, and, but not but it's not a sad thing because weren't because the, the robots didn't do it to them. Yeah. They're all they all chose to do this to themselves. It's a very good use of um setting. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The setting is very well thought out. I like the fact that I I I'm not going to speak for you, but let me know if you agree or not. I feel just as kind of claustrophobic as Arthur does because we're only given what Arthur knows. Yeah. Um we do not know what lies outside the VR. We have an idea, but we don't know for sure, so we're just as eager for him to get out as he is. And that's really, really good writing. Um, and like we're just you know, questions are running through our minds. And it's kind of it's cool to have that very relatable personal connection with the main character. Yeah, you know, like him or hate him, agree with him or not, um, you can't help but like feel like you're in his shoes. Yeah. It's and really I'm also cool. kind of in a mindset where I'm I'm trying to uh combat Rachel's argument. Yeah. <laughs> you, you there's a there's a very easy distrust to have for her and especially now because it was all kind of good too good to be true to start out. And um yeah, no. Just it's, the We're pacing is really, really good. Really enjoying it. Um loving yeah. it. Loving right. it. Sorry I this think- was a short episode, but Stuff has been busy lately, and we missed a week due to things, but uh, we're hopefully going to be back on track really quick. But yeah, uh, thank you again to Binary Algorithm. Enjoying the story a lot. Uh, hope the Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope the feedback is good. Let us know if not or whatever. Thank you to all the authors and all that. Uh, submissions are still open if anyone wants to submit anything. Got a good backlog, but love to hear from new authors and new stories. That would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Goodbye.